Welcome to AM Best Audio. Generative AI and chat GPT have taken the insurance industry by storm, and many expect demand and use of those tools to grow across the sector in 2024. But while 2023 focused on the nuance of AI tools, the industry is also looking to address the challenges of data quality and transparency while adjusting and reimagining workflows to take advantage of generative AI and chat GPT benefits in the new year. I'm Lori Chortis for Ambest TV. And joining us now to discuss AI trends that will impact insurance and underwriting operations in 2024 are Neurometrics Chief Underwriting Officer, Chris Schrank, and Technical Co-Founder, Marcus Daly. Chris and Marcus, welcome. It's great to see both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So, Marcus, what are you seeing today in terms of use and demand for generative AI, large language models, and chat GPT in the insurance industry? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, the uh, most recent InsurTech conference we were at, it was all the buzz, uh, generative AI this, generative AI that. Um, seems to be everywhere. And uh, a lot of the use cases are fantastic. I think that though in some cases the knowledge about how to use it needs to catch up. Um, and that's because a lot of times it's being applied to some of the most difficult problems without necessarily having been tuned or, you know, uh, made to, in such a manner that it's going to deliver the kind of results that people are looking for. Um, you know, take things like underwriting or things like um, identifying risks or classification or customer service even. Many of these things are stuff that we hear about all the time that we'd like to be able to enhance, but they're very sensitive, very important, and if we're not careful, can introduce a lot of bias. But I feel like people are chasing down those paths. And I think the the more interesting problems over time are hopefully going to become um, less about the things that we do day to day already and just speeding them up or automating them, but hopefully creating some new opportunities that uh, we haven't seen yet that will slowly emerge. Uh, so, I mean, it really covers the entire spectrum um, and the kind of the most common uh, cases that were there when robotic process automation came into play, it really hasn't changed that much. Um, but I do expect over the next couple of years, it's going to become very, very interesting as new ideas come to the forefront and emerge and get put into practice. Well, Chris, as Mark, Marcus just mentioned, you talked about underwriting as one of the areas of it, using of these tools. In what areas of underwriting operations are insurance professionals today using those tools? And what benefits does AI provide for underwriting teams? And also, what are some of the pitfalls of AI-generated data for underwriters? Yeah, in underwriting operations, AI tools are being utilized to streamline the analysis of vast data sets, allowing for quicker and more accurate risk assessments. Uh, the benefits include enhanced efficiency, reduced manual workload, and improved risk predict prediction. Um, but however, it's still crucial to address challenges related to the data quality and the transparency to ensure the reliability of AI-generated insights and prevent the potential pitfalls in decision-making, potential biases, as Marcus was referring to earlier. And following up on that, Chris, are larger insurers today primarily embracing and using AI, or are you seeing growing interest and demand among smaller insurers, and in what ways can they benefit from these technologies? Yeah, larger insurers were the early adopters, uh, but we're observing a growing interest among smaller insurers as well. As Marcus alluded to a conference recently that we attended, 
you see the, the large carriers there talking about the AI technologies and how they want to utilize them. The smaller carriers are now coming in and having the same questions, but it's becoming more accessible for them. So they can benefit from this uh, new technology because it becomes more accessible. They get the efficiency gains, the cost savings, they get improved risk management capabilities, uh, all essential and it levels the playing field for them. There are increasing reports of the consequences when chat GPT misrepresents information. Marcus, is this type of adverse outcome affecting the confidence of insurers in the validity of sources for AI-generated data and insights, especially in underwriting? It is. I mean, I just if you don't mind me building a little bit on what Chris is saying to answer, to answer the question. Um, yeah, the, re the reason why it is is because a lot of these smaller insurers are making off the web or wherever else they're sourcing the data in these models. But when it comes to the smaller data sets, that's not true. So what will happen is if you're using generalized data to try to produce non-general, you know, very small sets of data, it's going to make stories up. It's going to basically hallucinate is the term if you're using that type of a solution or ChatGPT specifically. The better solution would be, and this is where you're going to see a divide between companies that say, hey, AI is not working or I can't afford it. And those that say it's working fantastic. We're getting a lot of results. And it's those that choose to go beyond a trying to get it for free, trying to get AI results for free, which is just using a chat GPT approach versus those who understand the technology are willing to invest in it and say, okay, we understand now that the, there's a difference between the math and the data and then how the execution occurs. We're going to take out the data that creates that hallucination. We're going to make sure it's only populated with the data that we need. And then the results we get back are accurate. They don't come with a lot of those issues. But I, I think that that, that place where we want to be, which is the one I just described, there's going to be a lot of noise getting from where we are today to there because people are going to try to do these low, low effort solutions that are going to return fairly poor results. And we'll hear about those in the news and that will create some frustration. Uh, hopefully, there'll be enough good stories about how it's turning out that people then realize that it's really, you know, some people to try and take the easy path and there's not an easy path to get there. As powerful as it may be, highly specialized things do need specific effort and people who know what they're doing around the tech and the industry that they're in. So, Well, staying with you, Marcus, what other AI considerations are insurers focusing on for risk assessment proficiency in the immediate future? And how can insurance organizations ramp up productive advancement of their AI building blocks in 2024? Well, you know, just take, taking the comment I, met, I, I just made, understanding how the technology works is going to be key, right? Otherwise, frustration around results that don't make sense are going to sneak in and are really going to delay the progress of that within an insurance company. Um, the So let's put that aside, though. Um, I, if, assuming that that can be overcome in the in the teams that are using this, and by the way, technologically, it's, it's overcome. It's not an issue. It's just you have to understand how to use it. Then things like what are called multi-model data set, data modeling or data sets or, or data fusion um, are really the thing that's going to lead to the kind of power that uh, we want to see from AI. And the power being being able to take data set A, which on its own um, may be very interesting and useful, data set B, and then being able to merge those together. And these would be two that would normally you would not see merged together because they're, they're, they're very 
different, but there's as a human being, we can see there's a high correlation. Being able to bring those together is where the power of AI is going to start to really make a difference. Where now these this linking of data that otherwise was not happening before because it was either too intense, too hard to figure out as a human being, or just some cases not even recognized as having high correlation, bringing those together will likely be the, the most common use case I think that we're going to see. Uh, case in point being, I was on a call earlier this morning with uh, another data provider, totally irrelevant uh, seems from a distance, but when you, with the modeling that we were doing, looking at those two, extremely relevant when you brought the two data sets together, but only when you brought them together. Otherwise, they stood very clearly apart. And, and that's the power, I think, that we'll start to see in 2024 emerge, where people will question, how did you get those results? It will seem like magic, but it's really just you know bringing those two sets together. Uh, probably two other ones real quick would be... Um, Real-time monitoring, I think you're going to see some of that. Uh, given the speed of the models and their ability to be able to ingest things quickly, I think that we'll start to see some of those real-time models that we've heard about sometimes for years, but actually see them now emerge in a more useful way. And then lastly, I, some of these more, and I'm not sure if it's going to lead to more margins or more insured, but models that allow you to be able to take into account risk more accurately, more fully, and then businesses, uh, you know, carriers will be able to choose, hey, do I now take on more risk because I understand it better, or do I take on less risk and then create more margin? I think those are probably the three areas where we're going to see uh, get things getting chased in 2024 on this front. Generative AI is also impacting the insurance distribution channel and how insurers interact with their agency networks. Chris, can you discuss how AI is boosting the insurer-agent relationship? Yeah, it's really playing a transformative role in reshaping the dynamic of the insurance industry, um, really in the way that insurers interact with their agency networks. So the impact is, is really having a, a profound effect on the relationship. One of those ways is the enhanced customer insights. Having the ability to understand what that customer is doing with less data uh, that you had in the past. Taking what Marcus was saying, taking these sets of data and combining them, strengthening the results that you get gives a better insight into the operations of that customer. It also affects the customer experience. So you've got the customer service aspect of it. Currently, you've got chatbots and virtual assistants out there. Those are going to get even more robust to help identify and process inquiries, claims, um, getting instant responses to customers and much quicker and more accurately to give a better result. It's also going into that decision-making process as well. With that data, when you bring it in together, you can make a more educated projection of what that risk is bringing you. So that can affect your products that you're going to actually present to that customer. It could be the pricing. You can even adjust your marketing strategies down to an individual level versus looking at more of a uh, geographical location potentially. Also on the predictive analytics side, you're also getting the ability to predict out what could happen more accurately. Leveraging those learning models, insurers can identify potential risks and tailor coverage accordingly. This not only enhances the overall risk management process, 
but also allows agents to offer more relevant and timely advice to their clients. And that can be in a changing environment from one time, from one day to the next, as Marcus alluded to earlier, is the monitoring aspect. What's changed in your operations? Now it can be identified much quicker to bring that forward saying, you're looking at potentially buying a new property. You're looking at expanding operations. Those can be addressed much quicker and you can price to those with a better understanding of the future risk. Customize your data experience. Best Link now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and Sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. AM Best, our insight, your advantage. Marcus, are there growing or continued concerns that AI will eliminate or replace jobs, or will it instead change the nature of some jobs, and if so, in what ways? Yeah, I think those are uh, legitimate worries for sure. Um, uh, to me, uh, AI is a, is a deflationary technology, and what I mean by that is um, deflation happens when there are fewer jobs and you go into a recession, there's typically deflation. Well, that's what I mean by deflationary technology. <laughs> that's uh, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Um, it really can create a lot of new opportunities. The, the way I, and this is something I've contemplated a lot, um, if uh, <clears throat> as somebody who has a job, if you wonder whether or not you're at risk, question whether or not the role that you have is a goal-seeking role. And what I mean by that is if you're somebody who is driven and your job requires this, you have to have, make it goals. You have to discover goals. You have to think through what the next goal is beyond where you're at right now. Those are the type, you know, there's, there's no AI out there right now that is goal-seeking. Those AIs, you know, any AI that's out there today, you ask it questions, it'll provide you with answers. You can use it for automation, script it, workflow it, but it's not goal-seeking. It doesn't like suddenly pick up and say, you know, I don't like this job. I'm going to go do a new job, right? That's what humans do. Um, and so the those people who have goal-seeking jobs are not at risk. They, what they need to do, though, and this is for all of us here on the call and everywhere else, is you have to make sure that you're the one adopting AI because eventually those who are adopting AI, even though the job itself may not be at risk, their productivity level will be dramatically higher. Because at the end of the day, this is really a tool for productivity. Um, there's no magic here, it's all math. So I do think what you're gonna see is, you know, some jobs moving away that, that we're gonna be automated away anyway at some point. Um, you'll see some additional creativity. But what I do think you're gonna see a lot more of is productivity. And those who choose to adopt technology, uh, again, are willing to look past the kind of pride and saying, hey, I, I can do it without that. I can do it without that assistance, but instead decide to adopt it and say, I, I'm actually faster and better and more accurate than my peers, or I can do a better job of providing for my customers. To me, that's kind of the mind shift shape, the mind shift change that has to occur, you know, and the way you have to look at the universe. And when that happens, those are the people who are going to come to the forefront and become the new leaders because they chose to adopt the technology that way. Chris, you talked earlier about ways that AI is being used in underwriting. Looking ahead, are there new or evolving ways in which it can assist underwriters in their work and to help them identify gaps in coverage while providing opportunities for risk mitigation? Yeah, I think that's an open-ended question that's going to be continued to be answered over 
the coming years, where else can we implement? How else can it assist us? You know, right now it's aggregating data, presenting that data in front of the user so that they can make a decision. But looking forward, how can you fill in those gaps that the data may not be giving you today? Uh, a lot of carriers have siloed operations. This has the ability to take those siloed operations and bring them together, bringing that data and bringing the intersect points together so that you can see a full rounded out account in front of you. And some of that is looking at attributes of similar businesses within the same operations. It's going to help identify those gaps in coverage or allow you to price to potential risk exposures. So I think that's really an area that is going to have focus and take some due diligence to understand where can we ingest this information and how can the user absorb it. So Chris, how is Neurometrics collaborating with its clients in these areas? Yeah, Neurometrics, we prioritize that close collaboration with our clients. We work hand in hand to tailor the AI solutions to their specific needs. You know, ensuring alignment with industry regulations and standards, Regular feedback loops are established to address any concerns and continuously refining our models. This collaborative approach helps us deliver a solution that's not only effective, but also meets the high standards of the insurance industry. It becomes a personalized product for each carrier or each client that we work with. So Marcus, I'm going to ask you to take out your crystal ball. As you look ahead, what is your outlook for the use of generative AI, large language models, and complementary emerging technologies and insurance and underwriting operations, say, over the next 12 to 24 months? Well, I mean, I, I think you would probably agree um, the insurance industry does not move super fast with new technology like this. Um, it is risk averse. That's what it does for a living is uh, <laughs> analyze risk and, you know, make good decisions around it. So it's not super quick to adopt. Um, so I wouldn't expect it to move like lightning speed like we might see in some other industries. I think it'll be moderate. I think you'll see a lot of the automation use cases. I think you'll see a lot of cases where uh, more predictive modeling, more accurate modeling just generally comes out of it. Uh, the ability to be able to consume and take in more data. Um, and be able to then analyze it and come up with some interesting results. Um, I do think that the, uh, and I'm hopeful that the multimodal model that I was describing earlier, where taking data set A, B, and C, and then you know deriving something interesting, will happen. Uh, where all those data sets that today the underwriters have, which is very rich, that uh, they'll take the time to link those together. Uh, I guess the, the only caution I would say is that if, if uh, you know, whoever may be watching this, that if you're having a dialogue about um, the fact that there's hallucination going on, it means that you're not doing it right. You know, and you really need to be taking the math, which are called vector embeddings, and take those and put them into a 
you know, vector database or some other you know technology. There's a number of ways you can do it, and utilize the math, but not the underlying data that came off the web to answer your questions. Instead, use your in-house data. And when you use your in-house data, then that hallucination problem goes away because you can actually be very specific about you know, first of all, the data set, the sources, and then uh, get the right kind of answers that you're looking for without strange things getting injected into the answers. I think once that happens, you'll start to see a speed up of trust and thus, you know, some really interesting adoptions. But I, like, I think I think for the next 12, 24, it's a really short time frame. you know, it's really going to be more about automation. I think ultimately, if I really want to summarize it, more about automating this use case and that this use case and assessing risks, maybe at a little more granular detail. Beyond that, I don't expect a massive shift. All around the insurance industry, I do expect there to be a massive shift. I do think in most other industries, not all, but in most others, there's going to be a faster pace to adopt this that will lead to pretty significant changes. And I think then the results of those will encourage the insurance industry as a whole to feel more confident that, that it can be done. We just have to revisit how we're doing it. And you'll see that happen and, you know, the energy will eventually build up and you'll see fantastic movement. But next 12 to 24, I think it's some of us going to be watching C as well uh, and see how things emerge before jumping in all the way. And Chris, any final thoughts to share? No, I would agree with what Marcus is saying. I think it's an exciting time and the new developments out there with AI and the ability to get immediate results where it's user friendly. Um, you know, the ability back in the day when you first got an iPhone and you were able to get apps and scroll through them very quickly without anybody teaching you how to use it. That's what has happened with this open AI and the technology now is it's put it in front of people. It's made it tangible so they can utilize it. And now it's opened their minds to what can we do next? And that's always the question coming out is what can we do next? And it's really working with the experts in the fields to learn what you can do and then push the envelope and just build out a better product to or offering to the clients that you're working with, whether it's the clients that we're working with or it's the carriers going down or it's the agencies working with their clients. It just goes down um, to the individual level. So I think it's an exciting time and looking forward to it. Well, Chris and Marcus, this has been so informative. Thank you both so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a joy. Thank you, Thank you so much. That was Chris Schrank. Chief Underwriting Officer and Marcus Daly, Technical Co-Founder of Neurometrics. For AMBAS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.